We often hear people wishing us a long, happy, and healthy life. But what if the length isn't what matters most? What if instead it's the breath, depth, and purpose of each day that matters most? Welcome to the Live the Width of Your Life podcast. My name is Annette Ardellian Kuzma, and join me weekly as I interview guests who made changes in their own lives to live more fully with intention, gratitude, and joy. Be prepared to be inspired by their stories of how they shifted their mindset, took courageous action, and designed the life that they always wanted to live. Today's guest is Leslie Crothers. Leslie is the CEO and founder of The Search Guru, a digital marketing agency serving large and enterprise-sized B2B brands. Her prior professional experience includes key roles and the electronic components distributor, where she was part of the company's e-business team, recognized by PC Week magazine as the third best B2B program in North America. Through speaking and serving startups through Fortune 50 companies, she is recognized as an authoritative voice on conversion rate optimization, content marketing, search engine optimization, paid media, and analytics. Leslie and her team have received rave reviews for bringing their effective, inspiring, and practical insights to several companies. She presents regularly, including Content Marketing World, the Retail and E-Commerce Forum, Search Marketing Expo, as well as numerous national and regional events and groups. Leslie was named one of the top 50 content marketing influencers in 2018 and 2019, and one of the top women in SEO in 2012, and has been a Techstars Anywhere lead mentor. And she has the privilege of leading a crackerjack team of digital marketers committed to growth who keep their promises. Oh my gosh, Leslie, thanks so much for joining us today. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Thanks so much for asking me to be a guest on your podcast, Anetta. It's an honor and I'm thrilled to be talking about living the width of your life. It's brilliant. Oh my gosh. Well, I'm so excited to have you on the show. Um, You are someone who is such an inspiration to me and I look to you and all that you've accomplished in your life, but also who you are as a person and as a being. And I want to share that broadly with everybody else on the show today. So thank Mm, you. Generous (laughs) of you to say and namaste. Uh, (laughs) Namaste, my friend. Um, So I would love for you to talk a little bit about things that are important to you, your background, maybe things that you can share with the audience, some of the things that they might be able to find on LinkedIn or on your website, but maybe some things that are near and dear to your heart that um, you wouldn't be able to necessarily find online about you. Sure. I am um, really committed to growth and development. It's, uh, I always have a coach. I often have a couple. And um, I really value, one of the things I value most in life actually are new inputs, um, examples mm-hmm. of created lives. That concept of a created life has been a core theme for me since I was young. I'm not sure where I got it. And not, ha- not just doing what's in front of you, or what's expected or you know, the normal or, or whatever, and looking for, seeking out individuals, communities, examples of a created life, like it could look like anything in any area of life. It seems to me to be able to come up with new outputs 
different ways of thinking, to see more options for yourself, more choices, freedom, there is to get new inputs and to see different options. They may not necessarily be a fit for you, but the more new inputs you can have, the more possible new outputs there are. So I I have communities of people and just really value folks who, I put you in that category, are examples of a created life because it makes it makes more possible for all the rest of us. Wow. Well, thank you. And I put you in that category. Now, I'm curious, how did this um, present itself when you were younger? So what, what, what did that look like in terms of your curiosity with these uh, this concept of created life? Um, so I watched... You know, you watch people when you're little because you're figuring out yeah. <laughs> what it's, what's this human being game. And you notice that some of the things are appealing or attractive to you and some things less so. Um, so you, yeah, um, I've always been a good student, you know, mm-hmm. um, notice things. Uh, yeah, I think I'm built for it. I think it's a combination of that and then watching my parents. If there was something that, you know, <laughs> when I was 10, my dad built us a playhouse on stilts in the backyard and covered it with uh, slices of the outside of logs like it was a log cabin. I mean, wow. yeah, yeah, he just, the neighbor's son worked for the telephone company. So we got telephone poles somehow from him. And <laughs> I mean, how do you do that? Just, right. you know, one summer, all of a sudden there was a playhouse on stilts in the backyard. Like so cool. And my mother, you know, wanted certain things in the house. So like refinished all the woodwork and the cupboards. And, you know, that might not necessarily be a project that I'm interested in taking on for myself and my space. And she knew what she wanted and she made it happen. I can remember another summer where they, my dad added onto the house. He did it with books. (laughs) I asked him recently, like, how did you know how to do that? Yeah. And and he said, well, I had this book. <laughs> I mean, it, he, it's amazing. My dad can figure anything out or learn anything. Oh so it's, um, I had great examples. And once they set their mind on something, it got done. There was no question that, that the addition was going to be complete and great. And that the, you know, the, the kitchen cupboards are going to be beautiful. Like that's just, yeah. So it occurred to me, like you just say this and then you do it and there you are. So yeah. Wow. And lots of other examples, my grandparents and, you know, a lot of entrepreneurship in the family, uh, not necessarily always doing the same thing. It may not have been so far out of the norm at the time. And as a, as a little kid, you know, it was like, oh, cool, cool. Maybe not for me, but that's cool that you're doing that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Those are amazing examples. And how do you feel like um, being able to see your parents and your grandparents and those who are close to you, like you said, they wanted something and then they figured out how to make it happen. Do you feel like that sparked your interest in entrepreneurship at a young age? Uh, definitely. My, um, my, grand- my dad's mother, my maternal grandmother, had several businesses. Um, she had a uh, uh, yeah, circumstances uh, had it that, you know, she needed to cause income. And mm-hmm. she had, uh, she cut hair from her home. I was a, you know, beautician. She um, 
uh, had a couple of other like home businesses. She was mm-hmm. in tech early in the day. She worked the, wow. the cards for the, the mainframes, you know, the, the box of cards that yeah. used to be back <laughs> in the day. Yeah, so I can say my grandmother was a woman in tech. And, um, and my dad always admired entrepreneurship. My mother didn't have quite the risk tolerance, so he didn't start a business of his own until, mm-hmm. which is funny because she had a business <laughs> to watch kids at home until all of us kids are out, which, yeah, it's a mm-hmm. business. And then my um, so my father started a remodeling business in his retirement uh, years. So I saw that as like upheld as a, a thing to be admired. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so tell us about, um, some of the different, um, trainings that you've gone through. So you said that you Uh, have always invested and this is something that's been important to you. And I admire that you are somebody who is constantly looking for something different. Mm. And then you share, I know you've shared with me, this is what I did. This is how it worked for me. And then it, peaks in me a curiosity to try some new things. So could you share some of the things that um, that you've been involved with and that have really impacted you positively in your life? Sure, sure. It occurs to me I can't learn everything like just me. There's like the collective consciousness and yeah. I can plug into what other folks have found. And I really appreciate being able to leverage experts in other areas. Um, yeah. So uh, I learned early on from a few girlfriends about Landmark Worldwide, and I've taken training from them for, it's been 18 years now, pretty wow. consistently. I don't know that there's been a year I haven't done a program. If there is, it's just one or two. Uh, I've done the curriculum for living there. It's the best sales training I've ever had. It's the mm-hmm. best listening communications training I've ever had. Um I have the quality of my relationships today are thanks to a lot of the training there, uh, self-awareness that I have. Yeah, it's um, it's extraordinary. I have a book and one of the courses, you develop a book of your life and there's a page for every year and you look at the communities in your life, you look at the major events and it helps you see how you became who you are. Oh my gosh. And um, really gives you a different perspective, different context. It shifts context in a lot of areas in a lot of ways. And uh, yeah, super. And, and there's a lot of social events too. It's, uh, it's a group of people. I can't say enough about Landmark Worldwide. The programming is just so smart. And it's a group of people who are up to something. Like you can't mm-hmm. show up small <laughs> inside of a landmark program. And I'm actually doing, I work with a coach inside of landmark, the personal coaching program. And it's, um, uh, it's just extraordinary. Um, the, there's a lot of brain science in there. There's a lot of, um, uh, concepts and theories that <clears throat> you've never thought of before, but once you get it, something clicks and uh, I really appreciate having access to that. And the, I've, some of my examples of a, my best examples of a created life come from people in my landmark community. Uh, one of my coaches at one point, um, Dwight Goldwind, is a, a U.S. citizen. I think he was born in Tennessee who uh, lived in China for a couple of decades because, uh, you know, he just decided he was going to do that and he set the plan in motion and did it. He loves the lived in Kunming and the weather is temperate. And um, yeah, there are a number of things about it that had him choose that. And then I have another, um, another girlfriend who's developed herself uh, kind of by accident to become, she became a medium. 
and uh, created a program that was about wellness and accessing your intuition. And I've trained under her for that for, it's been 13 years now. Yeah. So it's, I really appreciate finding, this is just a couple of examples. I've had numerous coaches. Um, yeah, all along the years. I mean, I've, uh, worked with, uh, this coach Annette Kuzma, you might know her <laughs> on a personal vision plan, you know, that was extraordinary. And, um, you can find opportunities to see new things just about everywhere. I mean, even mm-hmm. in, I started practicing yoga with you at the beginning mm-hmm. of COVID when you generously yeah. offered that free month to help people with the transition and wellness and mental health and, yeah. and everything. And that's something where I, I really notice now how loud my brain is on the mat. And it's like, yeah. well, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I just recently took a program called Zero to Dangerous that a girlfriend recommended, super smart girlfriend that um, has a business. She's an international pricing strategy expert. I know some really cool people. I mean, it's important (laughs) who you hang out with, you know, right? It it calls you into being, it pulls you forward Mm -hmm. in a way that we don't always think about, that it's critical. Yeah. And that was about how to get into flow more regularly and Mm. often. And it really got me thinking about the structures of my day. And you've talked about this before, how Mm -hmm. important the morning and evening routines are. And um, I mean, it's all the little things add up to the big things. And, um, you know, it just, it's a, an inch a day or a percent a day, but by the time you've gone 30 days, uh, 30 years, you're way over here instead of over here, which is often, yeah, quite lovely. Oh my God. I love that. And so what would you say to folks who don't want to make the investment, either the money investment, the time investment, or they don't understand what the value is mm-hmm. to sign up for different programs or to really invest in themselves? I always say it's an investment in yourself. It's not, mm-hmm. obviously there's an exchange of energy and resources, but um, what would you say to people that are sort of been holding back because they're worried about the the time or the money? So if it's money, there are tons of free resources. I mean, YouTube. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, MOOCs, right? Uh, free courses that colleges offer on the regular. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there are tons of people that if you just express appreciation for what they know and what they're doing, would be happy to share their knowledge with you or point yeah. you in the direction of, you know, here are the places to spend your time. Uh, if it's, if it's money, yeah, if it's money, it's that, if it's time, um, shoot, I don't even know. I don't understand that. Right. (laughs) And I guess it would be the, the conversation would be, well, you know, we put our time, we follow our commitments with our time. Mm -hmm. So what is it that matters to you? And if it's something else and you're putting your time into that, then great. You know, there's nothing wrong. Um, And if it is actually that you're here and you want to get here, then, you know, there's just a look and see, okay, are you watching stupid television? Right. (laughs) Are you, you know, are you watching masterclasses because you bought that subscription for the year? Okay. You know, are you, um, who are you hanging out with? What are you feeding your brain? Yeah. Yeah. Just like, what are you feeding your body? I love that. And I love that you just highlighted there are so many free resources. So really, there's something available for everybody who is interested in, in growth and development. Um, one of the other things that I admire about you, and you're so good at this, is you are amazing at networking. You are, I know that you are very committed 
to having a certain number of conversations. And so can you talk to us a little bit about how you approach networking and developing new relationships and just expanding your community and sphere of influence? Mm. Thanks. Um, One of the things that I would attribute to Landmark Worldwide and some of the other growth and development I've done is I've intentionally cultivated a love of people. People, (laughs) I have a girlfriend who's, people are adorable, right? There are... um, you could you could come up with a story. You could have it seem that people are the enemy, and I have moments like that, of course. And um, consciously cultivating, you know, just wonder and curiosity and admiration and love of people, uh, you know, pulls you toward them. And if you really look, you know, you'll find evidence for whatever it is you want to prove to yourself. That's right. And so, if you start looking for evidence that people are amazing, it's everywhere. And the funny thing is, I, for myself, I can't speak for everyone else, although I, I think this is universal. I think we're all, I mean, we're all trying to prove ourselves to each other, right? We're all running around thinking that we're not enough, some version of I'm worthless. Yeah. And I can't let the others know. You know, if we go back to the <laughs> caveman days, they'll kick me out if I don't have purpose here and I can't survive on my own. I'll die. Yeah. Like there's, it seems um, that may sound like dramatic, but I, I believe that's underneath humanity, mm-hmm. just running all the time. So we're, I'm, I can't be interested in you or, um, you know, I need to manipulate you or I need, like, if I'm in that survival mode, I'm, then it's, what can I get? I'm in my needs, my small little self, and that's not going to create connection. That's not going to offer anyone an opportunity, any of us, an opportunity to be amazed, to mm-hmm. get curious, to really, yeah, connect. And um, stepping up and out of that, find, and that's that's that growth and development piece that gives you access to getting out of, stepping out of survival. That's really what makes it possible to have networking be enjoyable mm-hmm. <laughs> and to really, yeah, and to enjoy people, be with them and get what matters to them, what they're committed to and contribute to each other. Oh my gosh. And you're such a master connector. Um, you've connected me to so many individuals. Uh, so that shows that you're listening to what people are sharing and then you're able to go beyond yourself, which is really selfless, connecting more people together. What have you found works best? If you're wanting to reach out to someone, you want to connect with them, you don't necessarily have a relationship with them. If it's not like a warm referral, what, what has worked for you? Mm. Sure. That's easy. (laughs) You just research them. I mean, we have Google. It's so easy now. You just look at their LinkedIn. You look look if they're on Facebook or Instagram, wherever they hang out, (laughs) TikTok, (laughs) wherever they are, if they're posting content, that makes it super easy. Mm -hmm. Um, If they're not posting content, then it's not quite as easy. But Mm -hmm. usually the folks uh, I find are that I'm interested in meeting or that are up to something, you know, there's some footprint, there's some digital footprint that you can reverse engineer and just be curious. I mean, mm-hmm. who wouldn't love somebody to reach out wherever they are and be like, wow, I, you did this and this, and I want that for myself and right. I don't know how to get to it. Would you, you know, can I get you a cup of coffee? Can I like, would you take a zoom with me just for 15, 20 minutes to yeah. share what there is for me to do? to get to that or start to get to that point. Um, yeah, that's, everybody loves that. Nobody would say 
you know, no. Yeah. Right. Oh my gosh. You're so good at that. And, uh, and it feels so genuine. So I think that's the other piece is, is that genuine curiosity. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want it to really hear gets you far. And that's uh, if you can, yeah. you know, consciously. So actually the best example I have of that is how I got started, uh, in digital marketing. Uh, at the time it was specifically search engine optimization, SEO. I was working, uh, client side and the folks there were a bit ahead of their time. They said search engine optimization is the next big thing. You need to figure it out and do it here. It was 2004. And I talked them into sending me to a conference. And there I heard Heather Lloyd Martin speak. She's considered by most to be the founder of SEO copywriting and just really clicked for me. I have a journalism degree and I've always been a wannabe tech. And it's a SEO is a perfect blending of those things. So I reached out to her after the conference and I offered myself as an unpaid intern if she would train me. Wow. And she took me up on it. Yep. And for six months, I pestered her <laughs> and her uh, uh, another person on her team to send me work. And sometimes it went well and sometimes I failed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, she kept hanging in with me and I kept pestering her for more opportunities to work. And I just did the things in the evening. And then she eventually uh, brought me on full time and started paying me, which was awesome. Yeah. Oh my God. Was that after six months? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Six months of, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Trying to figure out how to get another assignment out of her. She was busy, you know, she was speaking yeah. all over the world. Yeah, it was the smartest email I ever wrote. And um, and I tell that story and there's only ever been one person who's done it back to me. Really? And he worked for me for, I think, about five years. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. when you got the email, what, did he email you or is that, how did he reach out to you? I was speaking to a, a college course. A friend of mine was a professor and uh, was talking about e-commerce and yeah, and told that story. And so he, he followed up after and said, Hey, remember that story? Yeah. <laughs> I think he's, um, I was just looking at the other day cause his birthday was recently and he's, uh, in a leadership position in analytics at McDonald's. It's really Good cool. for him. That's yeah, amazing. He really pulled it toward himself. Mm-hmm. So if anyone's listening, um, here's, uh, here's your permission to reach out to someone you admire and to ask if you could work for them because it's worked, um, for others. Yeah. yeah. Just work for free for a while. Do it in the evenings, weekends. <laughs> you never know what you'll end up with. And I mean, who would say no to that? That's right. Who would say no? So tell me, um, when did you start your own business? So you worked, you loved SEO. And um, so tell me when you started uh, The Search Guru. Sure. It was June of 2004. We just started our 18th year. Wow. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. I used to, uh, if I met someone who'd had their business for more than five years, I'd ask if I could rub their arm for luck. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And Heather shuttered her business for about a year and a half. Andy Beal started one of the first publicly traded SEO firms in North America at the time. And she didn't take any of us with her. And I just, I loved working for her and with the team there. So I hadn't really thought. And the funny thing is she made running a business look easy. (laughs) <laughs> so I figured, oh, well, I'll try this before I go find a job. <laughs> I need to call her and say thanks again and have a laugh about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it helps to be a little naive, right? Otherwise we, uh, <laughs> magical otherwise, thinking. Yes. We uh, allow the fears in. <laughs> totally. Totally. Yep. 
So what are some of the things that you attribute to your success? 18 years, you've got a team Mm -hmm. that supports you. You've worked with all kinds of different organizations and different industries. So what are some of the things that you've learned along the way? Mm -hmm. One of the things I did initially that was really smart that I didn't realize was so smart, um, in addition to reaching out to Heather Lloyd Martin, because I mean, I got to learn from world-class person. And one of the things she taught me right out of the gate is it's not about what you think it's about. So, Mm. you know, I got to sell for her company and you're not selling rankings in SEO, for instance, you're Mm -hmm. selling lead generation and sales. So really be clear about what it is you're selling, what your offer is. Uh, That's huge. Um, Yeah, she's a direct marketer as well as a digital marketer. So smart. She's so smart. So I was so lucky to learn from her. And then um, the other thing I did that was really helpful was because I worked for her and would travel and support her at conferences where she was speaking, I met a lot of really cool people. And I met... um, some folks who were selling technologies that were related, Mm -hmm. but not competing and networking with those folks and asking them for their help early on uh, has been really helpful. And in fact, I had in those early days, a formal referral program still do. And we paid 10% of invoices at the time um, for the lifetime of the client. So when you find someone who is a 1099 for another Mm -hmm. company, they own their Rolodex. Yeah. Right. They're a contractor and they can't always monetize that Rolodex fully. Mm -hmm. So if I could help them do that, um, you know, and it's funny because if someone hears this and decides they want to give that a go, what's what's really funny is these folks were really great people. So they'd be like, oh, you know, a lot of folks would be like, oh, no, put the money back into your business, reinvest into your business, you're a startup. You had to, you had to actually say, put it, how about you put it in your kid's college fund? You know, they can't say no to that. Yeah. Yeah, And those relationships made filling the pipeline much easier early on. And that got me exposure to brands I wouldn't have been able to get into on my own, those warm leads, those referrals. So that was really smart. I didn't realize it early on. And then I've never had a problem. Well, I can't say that. I think I've had less of a problem than maybe most and asking for help. And I've always had a coach. I've always had mentors. I've, um, yeah, spent the time and the money to get good coaching, put myself in the room with, with other women, business owners in particular who had more experience than me and asked questions and listened. Yeah. Really appreciate the time that folks have given me and that I've then, you know, been able to do something similar for others. Um, yeah. So that's, that's been amazing. Oh, I love that. Alexis talking. (laughs) It happens. Um, and one of the other things that I admire about you is that you give credit to your team. You talk a lot about your team and how you source talent and you have a very interesting team in the sense that they're all remote. So tell us a little bit about what your team looks like and did you intentionally decide to structure your business this way or did it just naturally start to unfold? Sure. So thank you. Mm-hmm. And um, so Heather Lloyd Martin, who I worked for before starting the search guru, her business was a distributed model company. This was back mm-hmm. in uh, 2004, 2005. So she was wow. a real, really a digital nomad pioneer for sure. Mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah, I can't say enough about her. Just an extraordinary woman. And so to me, it was, why would you put makeup on and go to the office every day if you don't have to, right? <laughs> um, save the commute time, get more work done. Yeah. Uh, balance and flex time. You know, I was working in East Coast time zone, but had clients, you know, my networks were more on the coast. So it was, um, you know, easy to just work when it made sense and take breaks when it made sense. Um, so yeah, I've never aspired to have the corporate office and, and you're limited. Um, you can only find talent that can drive to your place then. I mean, that just never made sense to me. Why would I limit myself that way? When the world, you can source from the world. It's, um, you know, and just in the same way that travel is so important and broadening, broadening your horizons and um, helping you see the other isn't so different from you. You know, um, this remote work is, uh, is similar. I mean, it's not quite, you still need to like travel makes sense. Travel works. Right. And yeah, my team is um, in Europe and Asia and, you know, we've had teammates in Africa. We've had teammates in the Middle East. We still have a few contractors right now who do some projects. You mm -hmm. know, our, our company is organized like a bullseye. I like the target logo, if you will. And that core center of us, you know, we're usually seven to 10 people. And then the next ring out are uh, channel experts. And then the next ring out are subject matter experts in particular industries. And we keep a big Rolodex. Um, so we've had folks in Central America, uh, Latin America. Um, yeah, nobody in Antarctica yet. <laughs> Or Australia, yeah. New Zealand, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> have been sourced from there, but no, and and the the opportunity tech is a huge opportunity for women and for folks in parts of the world that might not have the opportunities that mm -hmm. you and I enjoy. So it's um, really fantastic to be able to find smart people who are really up to something wherever they are in the world and create opportunities for them. Yeah. I've oh my worked gosh. with uh, my sales assistant, um, you know, travels in, in Asia, in China, and we've worked together. Goodness. I think, I think maybe 13 years now. Yeah. And, and I've had um, teammates, one of our tech services managers in the past said it was worth about $10,000 in salary to her. So I used to be able to find some operational savings too to have flex time and remote work, mm. you know, not that we want to underpay people and, right. you know, there are values other than just the, the dollars you're getting paid or, you know, however you're getting paid. Um, yeah. That, that really matters to people. And we've only had one instance where someone didn't ex respect the boundaries and we needed to get someone in outside office space because it yeah. didn't work in, in her family. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's, We've usually had more women than men on the team. That's just how it's worked, not intentionally. And mm. um, I think I'm a better USA citizen and a global citizen for having worked with people all over the world. Um, you know, you get you, you get the news, whatever you get from, from here in the United States. Uh, you get one version of it, but mm -hmm. if you talk to somebody in Europe or or Africa or Asia, you can get a totally different point of view that's equally valid that you hadn't considered. And mm -hmm. it's really healthy 
to look at all of them. I really, really appreciate the ability to work with smart people who think differently than me in some ways. And in other ways, we absolutely think alike. Like it's, yeah, it's, it's, that's, that's actually part of my growth and development too. Mm-hmm. And, um, and sometimes you can, you know, the exchange rates can work in your favor. So mm-hmm. it's a, a great way to have protect margin and right. have the business um, yeah. generate revenue and work. I love this idea of being able to, um, to get perspectives from people in different places, Mm -hmm. Um, definitely tied to growth and development, but also it just makes the world seem a little bit smaller, right? I always say it could be as big or as small as you make it to be. Yeah. My head of growth is just thrilled right now that she's working with a video editor, a woman in Lebanon. Amazing. I mean, yeah. How cool. Mm -hmm. I mean, she's in Europe and she thinks that's cool. (laughs) We all have our, yeah, we all get to. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's wonderful. Yeah. So tell us a little bit, like, who's your ideal client? So if someone's listening and they're like, gosh, maybe I'm more curious about what Leslie and her team do. So who, um, who's your ideal client? What are some of the things that you bring to businesses? Sure. Thank you. Um, we have a real sweet spot with large and enterprise size companies. We're really great account and project managers in addition to bringing results. And the tip of the spear for us at the moment, at the moment, well, for a few years now, it's been landing page <laughs> optimization. And uh, I have to dampen the results when I talk about it. Like, it's just extraordinary. The team is doing such a tremendous job. And we're able to not only set the strategy, like do all the interviews, uh, produce the wireframes, videos, um, copy optimization, but we're then able to implement so it's oh really gosh. something for companies who are, I mean, in which company isn't bandwidth constrained, yeah. uh, budget or resource constrained. And, you know, everybody says, don't be another consultant who just puts something on my list that doesn't get done or gives me a report that goes in a drawer. Right. right? Like, let's actually get something done in live. Yeah. So, yeah, it's really fantastic. And That's wonderful. We do, yeah, also paid media and analytics and uh, technical SEO and, you know, happy to yeah. talk with anyone. We're happy to do a free work session with anyone to help with their problems. Our specialty is business to business and, um, you know, uh, long, complicated sales cycles are our favorite. <laughs> Well, and you are so generous. I know that you post regularly on LinkedIn and you share some results. You share a lot of tips out there. So people should definitely be following you if they aren't on LinkedIn and uh, taking advantage of that free work um, session, which is very generous. We love doing those. They're so much fun. It's so fun to learn about people, what they're up to in the world, what they're committed to and accountable for. And then, you know, um, yeah, what's not working. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So what is next? So you continue to work on growth and development. You have that book of your life that you work on. Mm -hmm. And um, so what's next? What are you willing to share that you, you still want to either do see achieve, are there things that uh, are in the near or distant uh, list? You know, I'm really looking forward to enjoying the summer here Mm. and, and being in 
Uh, Cleveland, Ohio is a place where I've lived for a number of years earlier, um, earlier in my life, like after college. And I know a lot of really wonderful people here. So for the summer, I'm really looking forward to reengaging with that community yeah. and just enjoying, you know, Cleveland, Ohio has a few seasons <laughs> we enjoy. <laughs> so, so that'll be, that'll be terrific. And then, um, I, you know, I love to travel. I've been a lot of places, but there's still a lot of places I haven't. I haven't mm -hmm. checked out and I'm really interested in, um, where, you know, I've, I've had the, the wonderful opportunity to live and work in lots of different countries. And I want to keep playing with that yeah. and seeing what, yeah. So it's, um, I haven't been one to have like a clear cut bucket list. You know, some people are really like, I want to do this and then this and this and just check them off the list. And, um, there are so many cool things to see and do. So I'm, I'm uh, more interested in just being present to what presents itself and um, yeah, having, setting myself well so I have the freedom to choose and to take advantage of opportunities as they show up. Mm, that's awesome. Being present and open so the title of this podcast is called Live the Width of Your Life, and it's based on a Diane Ackerman quote. What does it mean to you to live the width of your life? Wow. Um, that creative life concept mm -hmm. is huge for me. So it's uh, seeing opportunities, not just the a limited set of normal or whatever that is, but the idea of really collecting other people's stories of what they've created that I haven't ever thought of or seen before. And then choosing from that or seeing something else for myself. So that, um, that, you know, what's the other quote about the unexamined life too. I'm yeah. also very interested in, uh, why are we this way? How did we come to be this way? Like the <laughs> psychology of us human beings were very interesting and adorable. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, becoming more aware of why I'm the way I am and um, being proactive instead of reactive and contributing and being in, mm, yeah, just like being love in all my engagements, uh, what I'm up to, so, you know, like I have to make a difference. And that to me is the width. So it's not going through the motions. You've said it before. So, you know, if everybody's working for the weekends. No, yeah. you know, <laughs> really um, being present to and enjoying like, like savoring, savoring and the freedom and the choices and the opportunities and uh, in such a way that we create those things for others also. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. I love the way you define that. Leslie, I'm so grateful for you. I'm grateful for your friendship. I'm grateful um, that you joined us today and you shared some of your wisdom and your story. I know it'll inspire others to be able to live more courageously, take some chances, some adventure, and also just really examine their life, like you said, and create something that they want to live that aligns to their values. If um, the group here is curious about how they can best support you, what can we do? How can we support you best? Oh, well, thank you. Um, 
you know, if you are an example of a created life, and we all are in some way, I'd love to (laughs) hear about what you're doing, right? More inputs create the opportunity for Mm -hmm. more different inputs for more different outputs. Um, And then always referrals are wonderful, right? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, If you know, you know, we go down to the upper end of mid-sized businesses, about 55 million in revenue and up, tend to have budget, the sweet spot being large and enterprise companies who are um, struggling to meet goals, uh, and, uh, or, and just we'll have a problem, you know, if someone brings us an interesting problem, we love that. So any, uh, um, yeah. And if you've got a community or you've got an opportunity for growth and development that you think is really special or interesting, I'd love to hear about that too. And let and me know is, how I can help, please. Oh my gosh. Thank you for that. And what is the best way that folks can get a hold of you? Is it through LinkedIn or, um, on your website, we'll include everything sure. in the show notes, of course. For sure, sure. Um, yeah, LinkedIn is fine. Um, my email address is Leslie L E S L I E at the Search Guru G U R U dot com. Um, you know, heck, my cell phone's four four zero four six three three eight seven one plus one. <laughs> if you're outside of the U.S., feel free to reach out and happy to talk. Oh my gosh! Thank you again, Leslie. If you watched today's episode and you were inspired and enjoyed it, please share it with your friends, share it with everyone that you think could benefit from this, like it and subscribe. um, So you're notified anytime we get a new episode. Thank you for joining. I hope you um, have continued success that you are able to enjoy and savor every day, especially the short lived Cleveland summers. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for creating the podcast. I'm looking forward to listening to these episodes. It's wonderful, wonderful conversations. Thank you. Thank you, Leslie. Have an amazing day.